Hello, my name is Maggie Sullivan, and welcome back to another ghost interview episode. Today's episode is called It Wasn't Just the Iceberg. Today, we are going to talk about the Titanic sinking. We all know the date, April 15, 1912, when the Titanic sank from an iceberg. I am here with three people who were on the Titanic. The first one is Thomas Andrews, the designer of the Titanic. Thank you for having me on your podcast today. Thank you for coming. First of all, tell us what it was like building the Titanic. Well, this wasn't my first ship that I built. I was paid well by the company to first promote their product and then build a great boat. I told everyone that it was ready and safe to go to voyage, but I didn't make mistakes and bad calls before, after, and while building the boat. Well, the main mistake I've heard you make was your underestimation of how many lifeboats you needed. Yes, that was a main factor, but on my part, the law said that safety requirements was that you needed as many lifeboats as the size of the boat, not by the amount of people on the boat. The shipbuilding process also involved the flooding in the watertight compartments. If it sank from an iceberg hitting, then the boat must have flooded and sank to the ocean floor. So do you also agree that the flooding was your mistake? Sadly, it was partially my fault. When designing the boat, I built 16 watertight compartments at the bottom of the boat to stop flooding. I built them there because when they're closed, they're supposed to use their buoyancy to stay afloat with flooding. And when I was walking around the boat checking for problems before we took off, I noticed that the water compartments were open. I know I should have insisted on closing them, but I never thought the boat would sink, so I didn't think those precautions were necessary. And you were correct. Maybe it did sink from the material of the boat, since while it was being built, it wasn't built the best. And after I died, and people discovered the ship 70 years later, they found out that the steel material was brittle. That is definitely not what I was expecting to hear, and I'm sure you feel the same about when Captain Edward Smith called you up from your room on the boat to tell you about how the boat hit the iceberg. Is that how you felt, though? I was very surprised, like you said. I couldn't see from my room what we had hit, so after being called up by Edward, we looked at the blueprints and noticed that from the way we hit the iceberg and how the boat wasn't built properly, I knew we were going to sink in two hours, and I was right. Although when we decided that we were going to sink, I didn't share the time with everyone, but I told them to get off the boat. So the voyage you could never finish, since you died on the boat, was really a roller coaster of a trip. We would like to thank you for coming onto the show today and giving us an inside view from your perspective of the boat sinking. Again, thank you for having me. Well, some say Thomas wasn't recognized enough for designing the boat. But I disagree. I think he was recognized too much because he is one of the main reasons the boat sank and over 1,500 people had died. Thomas, though, wasn't the only victim. The next person who's coming on is Captain Edward Smith. He's also not innocent. He had some mistakes he made which might have been the reason for the boat sinking. First, let's get to know him, though. Let's welcome Captain Edward Smith. Welcome to the podcast, Ed. Hello. Edward, we wanted to get to know you before we begin talking about the actual sinking of the boat. So let me ask you this. What were your qualifications that helped you become the captain of the Titanic? I had 
40 years of experience and worked as White Star Line, which is an oceanic steam navigation company that owned the Titanic for 24 years. I already captained the Olympic, which was about three inches less than the Titanic, and traveled from Southampton, England to New York City. I know I only captained it once, but I still knew how to control a large vessel. So, there is a rumor that there were mistakes that you made. What were they? Well, there were warnings I ignored. On the morning of April 14th, the Titanic received a warning about ice on its path. Then on the ship bridge around maybe 7 p.m., I attended a private party held by Mr. and Mrs. Greg Duncan, winner in the ship to the cartel restaurant. Around the time, I got another ice warning from the nearby Californian and the warning was sent to another ship. What was your first instinct when you heard that there were more warnings of ice on the way? And not just for you. Was it anything that made you nervous? Well, I was nervous and I should have slowed the ship down, but I didn't. And when the crew members spotted an iceberg, it was too late. I of course tried to save the people and tried to manage it as best as I could and was trying to manage the distressed calls. So, Smith how come you didn't want to stop when a man in the crow's nest yelled Berg ahead from a quarter mile away? I just wanted to stay on schedule so we can get there faster, but as you can see, that was a mistake. Well, when did you realize it was a mistake? When we hit the iceberg, but as you can see, it was too late. Well, that must have been a very scary and upsetting mistake. We would like to thank you for coming out into the podcast. Bye. Thought those were all the mistakes they could have made from Thomas. We found out the captain made mistakes too. Let's put one thing into perspective again. The crew was also trying to help the ship from sinking. Or so we think. Maybe they were slacking off. Maybe they thought of it as a joke at first too. Let's ask one of them. Welcome to the podcast, Mr. John Anderson. Hello, Maggie. Thank you for having me. We already interviewed Captain Edward and Thomas and found out a lot about their mistakes and the perspective of the Titanic sinking. We know you survived the Titanic. Well, tell us, what were some mistakes you made before the ship sank? <coughs> I didn't make any mistakes, but my fellow crew members made mistakes. Some mistakes they made were no one left binoculars in the crow's nest where we could have seen the iceberg sooner. My fellow crew members also one of them, the first officer, accidentally ordered the propellers into reverse, reducing the ability to steer the ship. How did you survive this huge wave? Because another fellow crew member of yours was knocked over the boat with a wave and trying to get into a lifeboat. Did you have any struggles in your progress to survive like that? Yes, I did. I was getting knocked around because of the boat was moving due to the wild waves. I was lucky to be rescued by lifeboat three. It's good that the lifeboats had buoyancy that let me get rescued by lifeboat three. It was very cold being on the lifeboat. The water was freezing cold. It was crowded but could have been filled more. So many people were left congregating on the top deck hoping to be saved. That must have been terrifying. Well, we're about to finish, but did your fellow crew members make their own mistakes? Yes, some of them were slacking on the job and maybe the lookouts would have spotted the iceberg sooner too, so the Titanic wouldn't have sank. They also didn't fill lifeboats to full capacity, which could have saved more people. Thank you for coming on today, John. Thank you for welcoming me. 
And thank you, everyone, for listening to our podcast, Ghost Interviews, It Wasn't Just the Iceberg. Hopefully you, just like me, know that the Titanic didn't just sink because of the iceberg. What, what did, did you, you think, think about, about the Titanic, Titanic sinking and whose fault it really was? was.